We're on the road. Where transportation goes, community grows. Welcome to On the Road with the MTA. And welcome to another exciting edition of On the Road with the MTA. I'm Jay Gibbons alongside with Stephanie Kay from the MTA. How's <laughs> Stephanie today? Wet. <laughs> I yeah. have to say, what the heck? At the time of this recording, it's raining outside. Yeah, I don't know what time you're listening to this, but I'll tell you today, for me, it was just rain. It went from summer to a monsoon <laughs> overnight. And, and today actually is the first day, well, yeah, today is the first day of fall. That's right. Yes. And it feels it in the air. I went from like a little summer dress to pants. It was like, ugh, I don't like that time of the year. I, I love fall, actually. Well, fall. I like the color, tree, uh, the color of the trees yes. and this fresh smells in the air, harvest season. Oh, yeah. Campfires, you can wear sweatshirts, yeah, and I can decorate for Halloween. Stuff, yeah. That's all okay, but I love the summer with my little summer dresses and the sandals, and the, I just feel better in the summer. Yeah, well, love the heat. Love the well, sun. Some people love the summer. Some people like the cold. You That's know? right. That's true. But nobody likes cyber problems. When you think that your identity is being stolen, that can be a horrible situation. Oh, yes. And that's why we have a very special guest talking about how to keep yourself safe. And that is an expertise that we have in the IT department, our very own Jay Gibbons. Jay, I'm so what? glad you're our guest. You, I'm the guest? Well, you're the guest, well, you're the host, did... you're the producer, you're everything, all in <laughs> Somebody one. didn't tell me anything. What? Okay, <laughs> well, no, I seriously. went to a chamber event. I think I shared with you last week yeah. how I realized I knew cyber, uh, what do you call it, cyber bullying, I guess, or cyber theft. Cyber security, yeah, cyber, cyber theft. theft. It's just huge. It's not a million dollar problem or a billion dollar problem. It's a trillion dollar problem. They can mm -hmm. take everything in your bank account. And I know some of us have no idea that we are making it easy. When you go on Facebook, they'll say, well, when's your date of birth? When would you graduate? What is your phone number? And you're giving them all this information that they can actually steal. Mm -hmm. So just a word of advice, go to your settings in Facebook and take out the year you're born. Maybe even take out the year you graduated. What else can they do to protect them? From uh, no obviously, number? don't publish your phone numbers. Mm -hmm. um, you know, uh, and make it for friends and not public. Exactly. You can change your privacy settings. Make sure that uh, the stuff that you share is with your friends only and not friends of friends unless you feel trusting. But uh, usually just friends, and then whatever you want public uh, is very limited information. And when you're buying things online, make sure there's a little at the very, very top there where you put it in the, uh, you type in the address, there's usually like a little lock. And the lock is supposed to mean it's safe. Is that always the case? That is always the case, yes. If you see something there, it says HTTPS on, mm -hmm. the, on the browser window, and you see a little padlock. It's usually available on all the browsers, including, uh, you know, Edge and Chrome and Firefox and all those. You'll see that little padlock, and that just means it's safe. So watch for that. And also, I know sometimes I'll try to check into like my credit cards to pay them. And it's like, that site doesn't look normal. It doesn't look like it usually looks. And sometimes they can change their website, but I always look up to make sure that the little lock is up there. And if I'm not sure, I cut back out and then I go back into the whatever it might be .com and, and check that to make sure it's there. That is a very good, smart practice to do, um, especially whenever you're in doubt, always go back to the source that you know is, is mm -hmm. trusted. Or even call them. Or call them directly, yes. And bank sites are constantly... Uh, on the lookout for um, you know what they call uh, you know phishing attempts and and uh, you know cyber uh, well website redirects is what there really is so uh, a lot of times you'll go to a website it looks very legit like Bank of America or you know any mm -hmm. of the other banking sites it'll look actually just like their regular site but actually what it is it's a web form that goes to a hacker's website they get and smart they oh it's it's it like you said it's a trillion dollar industry and there's a reason for that it's because uh, we are susceptible. Well, we all get those phone calls oh, yeah. saying, hi, is it Jay? And if you say yes, then they go into a, re that was mm -hmm. a recording. Then they go into somebody else saying, hi, Jay, I'm calling about that. And then they get you, they get you saying yes. 
they can take that voice and they can make you say yes to a loan or anything else. So do be careful with that. Absolutely. There's so many things out there that we don't want to make you feel paranoid. No, you but don't just be to, aware of but it. But you just have to be aware and cognizant of things that are going on. The younger kids seem to be very uh, onto this. But if you're talking to like maybe your parents, some elderly people, they'll fall for that a lot of times. If I, so many people, and I've gotten them too, this is the IRS calling it. If you don't uh, give us your information, we're going to come and arrest you. Well, if you're elderly and you don't know that's a scam, you'll get scared to death and think, oh, how do I get out of this? No one's going to call you. The IRS is never going to call you and so they're going to arrest you. That's not going to happen. <laughs> yeah, so that's don't buy I've seen, that. I've seen videos online about that where people will, uh, you know, pose as the IRS and the IRS will clearly tell you they never, they will always inform you by mail first uh, and they usually will never call you. So thank goodness. Yeah. yeah. So I know you'll get a letter in the mail. I have, I have gotten a letter about being audited because well, there was a reason why I was like, dun, oh, dun, dun. yeah, I thought, yeah. why is this? And yeah. I found out, like, are you serious? So mm -hmm. that's a scary feeling that we'll send you a letter. Even then, call them. And don't call the letter that's on the numbers on the letter because that could be the scam as well. Right. And that is very common as well. You'll get a piece of email that looks legitimate but actually is not. And that phone number is, you know, you're calling their, mm -hmm. their IT department, so to speak, and they are going to try to fish for information from you. And your passwords, you should change those every so often, right? Yes, and choose very strong passwords. That's a, that's a very common um, mistake that people make is if they use very weak passwords with, you know, just numbers in it, or they'll use their pet's name or they'll use their address. And the other thing that you got to get away from is using passwords for multiple sites, the same type of sites right? or the same password for multiple sites. So you definitely want to get away from that use uh, different passwords for different sites. And one great way to manage those is use a password manager. Now, is uh, that safe? Uh, yes. Password managers, uh, there are a couple of them out there, like 1Password and KeyPass. Wait a minute. 1Password, uh, uh, is it spelled out O-N-E? number one and then password. Oh, just a number one, password. Yeah, and okay. password. Uh, Bitwarden's another one. Wait a minute. Bitwarden, B-I-T. W-A-R-D-E-N. Warden, okay. And then KeePass is another one, K-E-E-P-A-S-S. Oh, K-E-E-P-A-S-S, -E -E yep. okay. <clears throat> and those are very good password managers, and uh, some of them are cloud-based. Some of them are uh, standalone uh, systems where you keep them on your phone or keep them on a, on a local PC. But you put a master password in there, and then you can have uh, that password manager auto-generate passwords for you. So technically, you really don't know what your bank password is. You really don't know what your... Uh, you know, your Facebook page is, you let the password manager manage it for you. But what about when you get that second step to your, um, your account? Like I know if I have my bank account, it'll say, okay, you're trying to click in right now. So we're going to send you a code on your cell phone, which is yeah. good. Isn't I'm that glad good? you brought that up because that's the other part. Now that's in, that's different than a strong password and a password manager. That is called multi-factor authentication or two-factor authentication. Two-factor, that's what I've heard. <clears throat> yes. Yep. And that two-factor authentication, what that does is just, just a second piece uh, or a second way to confirm your identity to whoever it is, whether it's your bank or Facebook or what have you. And what that does, it uh, sends a six digit code to your phone or uh, like a uh, application like Google Authenticator or Microsoft Authenticator. And it generates every 60 seconds, a new number. Oh. And those accounts are linked up and it's per device um, and per user. So, you know, e, there's really, it's very difficult for someone to actually grab a hold of that. Um, and take that six-digit number uh, from you because you're actually in possession of your phone. You're in possession of uh, of what that number is. I've so, seen that because if you undo it right away, it gives you a new number. You have to do it again. So yes, that's good. yes. But what? Okay, but my question to you on that one is: if they, I've got my six-digit number and they give me my code and I get in there, 
if it's asking me for my password again, if I don't know it because my passenger, my password manager figured it out, will that be a problem? Uh, nope, because the password manager has plugins for okay. your browser and and for your phone. So but, what you do is you open it up, and then you can link them up. So when you are, um, you know, let's say on your phone and you're getting into your bank, uh, like mine pops up and says, "Hey, you can use your key pass pass, you know, manager password. You just tap it and it fills it in for you." Okay, so you so, might not even know what that is. It just nope, does it for you. A lot of times you have no idea what it is, and it's good. Uh, you can see it if you want to know what it is, and you can set the variables in there to make sure that. Well, then, it's what's going to stop somebody else from getting your password manager and getting all of your passwords? Well, the advantage is is that if you use something like KeePass, it is a uh, local database, and the type of encryption they use uh, is a very uh, strong level of encryption. To give you an idea how uh, strong it is, it would take you know uh, uh, a whole room full of computers probably a million years to crack the password. It is, oh. It's very difficult when you use long passwords or um, like in your for your master password, it should be at least 20 characters long. And you should always remember what that one is. You have to remember what that one is. But that's if you forget important. that one, then you are out of luck. Then, yeah, then you got to find a way to reset it there. And that's a laborious process. So the idea is remember one, one password, password, the master password, and never forget and it. And they say to make it something only you would know. And not, right. not to say one, two, three, four, because that's way too easy. But maybe you, you can even spell out something silly like my dog's name is Sam. And that way, and then right. some numbers or something. Exactly. You can do something like that, but make sure Sam is not your dog. Right. Yeah, because you want to make sure that uh, because there's another part of cybersecurity. It's called social engineering. And what uh, a lot of times when you do these quizzes or contests on Facebook. Right. They're getting all stuff the information. Is they're, they're pulling information from you, and usually they can guess what your password is just by social engineering you. I have a girlfriend who is, I think, very smart, but she's always doing those things online. Oh, I, I'll see her on Facebook. Oh, my yeah. my past life would be a queen because I took this test. Like, well, you're taking those tests. They're getting all that information from you, so don't do it. Yeah, and that's another thing where it boils down to those social media sites is make sure that you are posting it to only your friends and be careful don't uh, you know don't ever do those quizzes and mm -hmm. things like that because they're just it's so easy for them to you know uh, grab the information from your sites and i had when i told you went to that chamber event there was somebody speaking about cyber security and just a trillion dollar business i learned so much about how they can get into that which i thought was strange i didn't quite understand it but i know it can happen that they can go into a heating duct somehow and get information from your computer or from where you are so there's things they can do that's beyond our recognition that you can even fathom it but one thing they told us is if you want to check your passwords there's a site and it's all free mm -hmm. by the way those things you just told us about the manager passwords are those all free yes okay the other ones that the free is called have i been pawned is p-w-n-e-d dot com, com. Mm -hmm. and you can say have i been pawned pwned.com it'll tell you if your passwords are in danger if some if, if it's been out there someplace else and then you have to go in and change those passwords right usually you go by what your email address you put your email addresses in there or if you put in a like a login credentials from not your whole full login credentials but whatever your uh, facebook name is or you know those kind of things username yeah username uh, and then you put that in there and then they uh it will scan for it to see if it's actually on the dark web or if it, or if it's anywhere online see i had that before pop up and i thought well now is that a scam let's turn out my passwords are so it made me kind of question is this legitimate or not well, it's good to be skeptical like that but those that one site we mentioned is legitimate and there's another one and i can't remember it offhand uh, that are legitimate and they they say that they don't you know um, keep your information 
So well, it's something you could probably Google to find out. But this one I know is legitimate. Have I been pawn.com. And I love emails. I get so many emails saying, well, we're Amazon. We're, your packages have not been delivered. What is your account number so we can get it to you? Well, I didn't order anything from Amazon at that point. So I knew that was a lie. Or we're going to shut your account down if you can't upgrade your, if you, we need to update your account to keep it open. Yes. If you don't, we will have to shut it down. Those are lies too. If you ever get something you think, is this, always ask yourself, does this seem legitimate? And if you have any kind of doubts, don't use information on that email, but call Amazon or whoever's sending you this, this message on your own. Make sure you call And those the right are one. definitely good words of wisdom, if you will, because uh, phishing attempts, that's what they call it. And it's not F-I-S-H-I-N-G. It's P-H-I-S-H-I-N-G, right. phishing. And it happens a lot. It happens here at our organization all the time. And uh, a lot of times uh, our, our protection systems that we have in place here are smart enough to grab them and, 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 and block them before they even reach you know, our end recipients. But uh, there are things that you can do to look for to make sure that it's truly not uh, a legitimate email. Well, they're so smart, they really make them look very official. But if the email doesn't look right, if it's, if it's not .com, .mcq, Exactly. So like, uh, we get a lot of them from Microsoft. They'll say, hey, your password's about to expire in two days or whatever. Mm -hmm. Click here to update it. But if you look at the send to address, you know, it's not from a Microsoft address. It's from some, you know, some made up Gmail account or what have you. So, you know, it's not legitimate. But when in doubt, never click on it, never open it. Uh, always call your IT department just to make sure. Just be diligent. Just be aware. You just have to be aware. Yes. Always check the email, like the email address it's sending to and from. Yeah. That helps a lot, too. Yeah. So there's there's just a, yeah. You have to be very, very careful of all that. And it might say, you know, dear Stephanie, but still if my email's not correct. Or if they or if they spell your name wrong. Right. There you go. So. Oh, and there was one that was going on for the longest time. And I had pe people that I thought were very intelligent and fall for it. It said, hi, I'm so-and-so. Like a friend of mine would say, uh, Stephanie, I'm so-and-so that I would know. And I'm in Europe and I've lost my purse and I need to get home and, and I will pay you back as oh, soon as I get there. But could you please common. give me? Yeah. I thought, oh my gosh. So I called that person. She's like, that's not me. I thought, thank goodness I thought to call her because it says on here you can't reach me because they took my purse or on my cell phone. They make it look so legitimate. But yes. don't ever give money over the internet. If they say you've just won a million dollars, all you do is pay the taxes of 150 bucks right here. It's not right. Exactly. There's another common one that pops up and it's called Scareware. And if you visit a website or you get, uh, you click on an ad link or something from, let's say, an Amazon ad or something in an email, mm -hmm. and it sends you to some ad, ad site um, and you click on that. Um, and what will you, what they'll happen is they'll pop up a, you know, a little ad that pops up in the middle of the screen that says, hey, your, your computer's been infected. Call here right. to help us fix it. Uh, and then if you call that number, uh, you know, they'll guide you through to going to a website to download a piece of software that they can take control of it. Right. Um, and then usually well, we can get rid of your, uh, your, your virus on your computer uh, as long as you just go to the local grocery store and buy us some gift cards. Uh -huh. you know, can you yes. give iTunes gift cards? Can you give us, uh, you know, the Google gift cards or whatever that kind of stuff? So, you know, why would they be accepting payment in gift cards, mm -hmm. then yeah, it doesn't sound I almost felt for one of, fell for one of those a long time ago. They said, you know, you have a virus in your Microsoft and we can get rid of that for you. Just call this number, click on here, and we'll manually walk through it for you. We can get in your screen manually and show you what's happening, which, you know, you do here at the IT yep. uh, department, yes. and, that's and that's wonderful. But, we're legit. But they're not going to be legit. They're going to get into all of your bank account 
information on there. So don't ever let somebody in your computer unless you know who they are. If it's the exactly. IT and, and if you're when in doubt, just call your IT department and we will. Uh, but wait a minute, not everybody has an IT department like we do that's here. True. So if you're that's true. like my mom, when she gets phone calls, she's 92. When they say, ma'am, your Microsoft is uh, going to be expanded. She's just in a computer. So she knows that's a, that's, you know, not right. But there's a lot of times people will fall for things. She had one person call and say, grandma, it's me. I'm in the, I, I'm uh, in, in jail. I just need some bail. Well, she didn't have anybody in jail. Her grandkids are like four years old, so she knew better. But right. people will fall for it. Right, especially if they have, you know, you know, grandsons and granddaughters that mm -hmm. could be in, in a situation where, and they haven't talked to them in a couple of weeks. Right. They have no idea. Well, if they're a little bit more maybe senile, maybe forgetful, and they just don't know, and it's like, oh, that's my grandson calling me. So just watch. I have to say, watch out for your elderly. So watch, watch out for your your parents and your yes. grandparents and maybe your neighbors and help them along the way. Let them know, share this information with them. You might think oh, I knew all that stuff. Hopefully you've learned something new today, but if you have it and you already knew this, share it with other people. Share oh, it absolutely. with loved ones. Yeah. Yeah. Don't share another, another big thing as on Facebook. Don't share uh, the, uh, you know, that you're going on vacation. Oh, big Before one. Before you go on vacation, don't put post photos up there. Nope. Uh, that kind of stuff. Uh, because that's just, my house is empty. You're just asking for it. Hey, I'm going to be gone this week. Uh, hey. uh -huh, right. Yeah. I'll be gone so. until, you know, two weeks from now. So just, I'll have free. You post them after you get back. You know, just save your oh, pictures yeah. you can and say post I had a great time back. in Greece. Check, check out what we saw, what we did. But yeah, don't be saying you're yeah, leaving. Just remember that the internet is not a private place. Not right. your living room. And you know what? I have fallen for stuff. As, as informed as I feel I have been, thanks to you and just, you know, learning along the years, um, there was a thing on Facebook. I thought, well, that looks like an interesting product. I think I'll buy that. And I never received it. And if I do receive it, it's not what they, you know, advertised. And there was one that I wanted to shed. And so it knew I was looking for a shed. It said, hey, we mm -hmm. have a clearance on this shed. Instead of being $1,000, it's going to be $99. But you have to buy it right now. I've only got two left. And it sure looks good. But if it looks too good to be true, it's too good to I be true. I was just going to say that. If it looks yes. too good to be true, it is definitely not. And if you do find that you get caught up in that, usually your Visa card companies are great. If you call them and say, that was not my purchase, or I made a wrong purchase, it was my fault, I knew I shouldn't have, but I did, this is not legitimate, they'll look into it. They'll investigate, and they will usually get your money back for you. They'll take it off your credit card, and PayPal is really good about that Absolutely. as well. Absolutely. And the other thing that you can do, too, if you suspect that your identity has been stolen, mm -hmm. uh, obviously, you can go through uh, your bank accounts and that kind of stuff and look for identity protection uh, or, or ask them for identity protection and make sure that uh, you know nothing has been stolen or what have you. Oh, I, uh, I pay for LifeLock. Yeah, Life LifeLock, and uh, you want to sign up for those kind of services um, because that's always a good idea to watch your credit. But you can also do that yourself. Well, I was check even, your credit reports every. Sure, there's three different credit reports companies out there, and I'll, uh, I'll tell you what. Equifax, TransUnion, and one other one. Yeah, and I found that out because when I was working in the radio station, I got a phone call from my tax lady who said, um, "Stephanie, I want to submit to get your income tax, and somebody's already." collected it. I thought, well, how did that happen? Well, they got your social security number from, I got, I had gone to the doctor, I guess, and they got it from the records and the doctor. Well, I don't know how exactly. That's how they assuming it happened. Yeah. And um, I thought, well, well, how do they do that? And sure enough, they try to cat or they try to get my income tax. So I had to go through a lot of hassle. I had to call all three of those credit reports. I had to change all my passwords. I had to call my, you know, the, the credit card companies. And I didn't know if they're going to Rob my entire bank account, and they could have. So I'm glad I stopped that. But that became a federal offense, and I even had to have a police officer come over and sign like an affidavit that it was me. And now every time I go to get my credit, my um, income tax, they give me a code. IRS sends me a code every year, and I have to use that passcode to get my income tax yeah. back. So I'm protected that way. Exactly. And there's the other thing that you can do. Uh, the other thing that's uh, what's happening now is they're uh, stealing your SMS or stealing your phone number. 
So oh, what I'd yes. recommend doing is calling your phone company, your mobile phone company, and making sure that you put like a passcode uh, or a PIN whenever oh. you do business with, let's say, Verizon or T-Mobile or, or uh, you know, any one of those. So uh, because that happens a lot, you can actually go on the dark web and, and pay a small dollar amount to actually steal somebody's phone number. Well, yeah, my girlfriend it. said, this is so weird. I said, what? She goes, this is my phone number calling my phone number. Yep. And I said, well, don't answer it. That's got to be bad. And I know this, the company phone I have from you, I have to put a four-digit pin in every time. It's a pain in the neck because I can't just pick my phone. I've always got to put the four digits in. I said, can I get rid of that? And they said, nope, that's security. You have to have that. Yeah, that too, yes. And that's the other thing. If you do pick up something like that, uh, you don't want to say hello or anything because no. they want a voice imprint. Sure, absolutely. That's, that's some of the latest things that are happening in, in the whole cybersecurity realm is that they will try to call you just to so you will you know, talk to a mm-hmm. answering machine so they can get your voice impression. So yeah, be careful of that. Yeah, there's, there's well, on annualcreditreport.com, you are entitled to a free annual credit report from each of the three credit reporting companies, the agencies. And these agencies are Equifax, like you had said, that's yep. E-Q-U-I-F-A-X and Experian, E-X-P-E-R-I-A-N and TransUnion, T-R-A-N-S, capital U-I-N, I-O-N. Yep. And that's how I found out the hard way is because when my identity was stolen. So that was horrible. But now yep. I'm protected, protected as much as I can be. You know, I have the, um, like you said, I'm paying a lot for the, uh, the life lock. Life lock yep. And I also change my passwords and I'm on top of things. And I watch my credit card bill. Whenever you get that, look at that. Because even if you have a, a unknown fee for like $1, that's the way they're fishing too. If they can away with $1 and you overlook it, then they're going to give you up. Yeah, your credit card and also your bank statements too. So sometimes they have, uh, you've probably seen this before, where they have skimmers at gas stations. If you use yes. your ATM debit card and you slide it through there, they can capture that information. So check your bank balance or and check your uh, credit, I mean, your bank balance and your reports every month. Something. So you can see that if anything's gone, gone with that. The other thing that's kind of smart to do, uh, which is what I do as well, is you can use something like Apple Pay or Google Pay or Samsung Pay, what it does is you can put store your information electronically in your phone, and that application uses a uh, dummy credit card number. And all you have to do on, on a lot of the gas pumps now, you see this little logo that looks like a little Wi-Fi logo. Mm-hmm. But it's basically a Samsung Pay, Apple Pay kind of thing where you just tap your phone on it, and it automatically sends payment information without any pins or anything. That's not dangerous? Nope, not at all, because it's uh, actually it's fully encrypted, and it uses a... a, a kind of a fake credit card number. So even if it was skimmed, it wouldn't make it. Wouldn't make so it if I use my phone and I tap on there, do I put a credit card number in that I that You do not put me? your credit card. All you do is just tap it. So who then? And it's fully encrypted. How does it get paid? It gets paid by, because you set up uh, the agreement with Samsung Pay, Apple Pay with your bank. So that way when you tap on the, the system, it's automatic. So. so it comes out of your bank account. It comes right out of your bank account. And nobody else can take that away. And nobody else can take that away. That's interesting. I did not know that's the, I, I learned something new, Jay, here. I yes. thought we were informing them and you informed me about something. Yes. And it's, it's pretty nice because I'll go to the Meyer gas station and fill up the gas and they'll just tap it. and it, I've done. seen that up there, but I'm still a little nervous to try that yet. I still, that's, that's kind of a little foreign to me. I'm going to have to yeah, look into it. You have to set it. it up with your bank and you can, when you just you tap on like Google pay or what have you, and you say, add a bank card and you okay. type the numbers in there and I'll scan your card. i about that one. Right yep. now I use my credit card, <laughs> but I do know that's really chancy but too. Yes. They the said reason, yeah. 
should pull on that. They said before you put your credit card into like the slot with the, the gas station, they said take that little mechanism and wriggle it back and forth. And if it's loose, don't use it because that means somebody's put yes. a thing in and there. And also, too, whenever you are at a gas station and you do skim your card, mm -hmm. and, uh, you know, let's say if it takes more than once to actually run the transaction, like there's an error that comes up on the screen, yeah. let the gas station attendant know. Oh, because I did not you know just, that. you don't know, uh, you know, make sure that they can check the machine and make sure that nothing's, nothing's you know, funky. That's a good word of advice too. Well, thank you, Jay. Yes, because I had that happen when I was traveling back down to Florida and, and there was a loose gas pump and it gave an error message. So I went and notified the attendant. Good. They came out, unlocked it. Nope, everything looks good. Okay, well, thanks for letting knew. us know. Yes. yes, always play it safe. Well, I do love using credit cards because you can keep track of everything you've spent and you, they protect you. Right. Because I just bought a new, uh, just opened up a new credit card and it was only maybe a couple months old. And they called me and said, uh, did you just pay $500 for gas in California? I'm like, no, I'm not in California and $500 for gas? We're doing filling up, a, you know, how many gas cans? She goes, yeah, that didn't sound right. So we're just going to, and they, were, they just kept doing it. There was one for 700 there was one for 1000 They just kept mm -hmm. doing it. So we closed off my credit card and I got a new one. Yeah. But they, they didn't hold me responsible and they informed me. So well, people that are afraid to use credit cards, actually, they're kind of convenient. They are very convenient and you can still definitely use them because you have a way to, uh, and the banks are always watching. They have huge cyber uh, fraud divisions that that's all they watch out for. So. Mm -hmm. And a lot of times you get points back. I know I use a Delta American Express card and that gives me a lot of points back to travel free for not free. Well, I have traveled free because I had enough points because I spent enough money on the Delta card, but they don't travel out of Flint any longer. So it's like, darn it. Neither uh. does Southwest. I know. <laughs> darn it. I do like going to Bishop Airport. So yeah. anyway, yeah, but they can give you money back. They can give you uh, gift cards. Yep. A lot of the, make your money work for you. If you're going to get a credit card, get one that's going to give you money back or something you're going to use. Right. And usually if you'll use, it's a lot of them will say, well, we're going to give you three points back, triple if you spend it on, on the things you spend most, like the grocery store or the gas stations. So yeah, look into that. And they're not that dangerous. I have some friends like, nope, not going to use a credit card, just cash. Yeah. But it's a good way to follow your money too. Yeah, credit cards are still definitely the uh, safest way of, of, of doing stuff online. Do you have an ATM machine, a card? Yes. I do not. I still feel like I'd rather the credit card's more safe and more secure. Well, uh, yes, but you can also use an ATM as credit, so you don't have to use your PIN. But that's also where that Samsung Pay, Apple Pay thing comes in. That's why I didn't where know about that. You can put ATM. it in there, and then you don't have to worry about your PIN. You don't have to even get your credit card out at all. So Okay. Well, now you can just tap those credit cards at the grocery store, too. Yes, even yes, and not all of them have it, but uh, most of them do. Like, you can go to Subway and tap it and so it's kind of neat. Well, I hope that we taught people something today. I hope they learned something by oh, listening. Yeah. Yes. Is there anything else you want to give out? Because you're in the IT department. You know all this stuff. Is there anything else you can think of that we should share with them before we say goodbye? Um, well, if you're really scared, just uh, turn off your computer and unplug it. No, just kidding. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> no, you don't have to do that. No, it's it's still, a, it's just be wary, just be mindful, uh, and just pay attention to everything that, that you see and do on the internet. If you're so. in doubt, call someone. Call, yes. I know, I know a computer, call a friend. Yep. computer junkies is very helpful for me over on Bristol road and Brandon that owns it over there. He's always been, so if I call him and say, Brandon, I got something on here saying that I, my Norton is out of, expi you know, expired. I should click in to, you know, to update it. Is that right? He'll either say yes or no, or bring it in. He'll clean it out for me. And, uh, they're very reasonable. So if you have any questions, you don't know somebody like Jay, who is in the IT, I would call one of the, um, trusted computer shops because yes, computer junkie, I know personally has been great, but you might know, you might know of somebody else, but yeah, if you're if you're in doubt, there's a reason. Yes, 
Oh, yeah, it's always good to be skeptical. Mm-hmm. Well, there you go. Jay, thank you for your expertise. I knew this is going to be very important to share, so thank you for that. Yes, absolutely. All right, and next week, of course, something just as interesting and compelling, I'm sure. We have something <laughs> every week, and if you'd like to be on our podcast, Jay, they can get a hold of us to be on. How can they do that? You can just drop us a line at on the road at mtaflint.org or podcasts at mtaflint.org. And we'll get those emails and we will write back to you. So if you have any questions, comments, or you want to be on, we'd love to invite you to be on the road with Stephanie Kay. And Jay. uh, With MTA. (laughs) Thanks for listening. You've been listening to On the Road with the MTA. For more information on our services and community outreach, visit us online anytime at www.mtaflint.org. And be sure to follow us on Facebook, Twitter, and YouTube. The MTA, your community, your connection, your way.